Welcome to this podcast produced by the International Monetary Fund. I'm Mark Betancourt. China's economy has been growing rapidly over the last three decades, with GDP growth often hitting double digits. Now that growth rate is slowing. The International Monetary Fund projects somewhere around 7.5% for this year. Part of this slowdown is natural, as China becomes a more developed economy. But economists at the IMF, who recently completed the fund's annual assessment of the country's economy, are concerned that China could experience a hard landing, a rapid slowdown in growth that results in a recession. Marcus Rodlauer is the fund's mission chief for China, and he told me that with so much of the world dependent on the health of the world's second largest economy, it's important that China move ahead with economic reforms designed to prevent a hard landing. I began our conversation by asking him about the likelihood of a recession in China. Our assessment after careful analysis is that the near-term risk of a hard landing really is low. And we come to this judgment because we see an economy that still has substantial buffers, both in terms of the real economy and the way the government can manage the economy in the near term and therefore prevent a hard landing of the of the economy. By the same token, we need to say that given the way the economy is growing, given the way the risks have been accumulating and are continuing to accumulate in the economy, uh, unless reforms are implemented to redirect the economy towards a somewhat safer growth path, uh, the risk of a hard landing will continue to increase. So tell me some uh, more about the vulnerabilities that you're seeing in the Chinese economy, um, specifically that growth is too dependent on on credit and, and investment? Three types of vulnerabilities really stand out, which are uh, shadow banking, the very rapid growth of, of, of credit, particularly in the non-traditional uh, banking uh, area. So that's, that's specifically outside of the regulated banking system, people are lending money to, to companies? That, in a way, one has to see, of course, as a, a move towards greater market orientation. There's a lot of intermediation out there that wouldn't happen in the banking system. There's a lot of people who now get credit who wouldn't get it through the traditional banking system. So in many ways, this is positive, but the, the speed with which this has been developing is somewhat uh, scary because you know we have seen this credit growing in a way that if you compare it with other countries' experiences, Generally, these sorts of rapid credit growth do lead to, uh, to either a banking crisis or a sharp slowdown of growth. So that's one of China's economic vulnerabilities. What else concerns you? The other point that we have uh, seen, of course, is the, in the local government finances. We have a structure of local government finances in China that is, is unsustainable, with many local governments relying largely on real estate revenues and borrowing to finance many of their spending responsibilities. The local tax base is very weak. And that has built up vulnerabilities in terms of borrowing by these local governments in a way, again, that's not permitted through the official banking system, because often through the shadow banking system. And it has also boosted reliance of these local governments on the real estate sector, real estate revenues, both directly by selling land and indirectly from all the activity that comes from the real estate sector. So that's one of the fuels that is behind this very strong boom in the real estate sector that we have seen over the past uh, years in China. And that's perhaps the third area of vulnerability that we have pointed out, which is the overextended real estate sector. When you sort of refer to a hard landing, what, what specifically would, would create that situation? You know, when you have in, interconnected webs of vulnerabilities that, that have a high level of leverage in the economy where, grow, where credit is very high, where you have the real estate sector connected to that, and you have government budgets connected to that, 
you might have a shock in either of these, let's say a credit event, and suddenly you have savers withdraw confidence from the system, a lot less money flowing into uh, investment, real estate sector crashing, incomes that coming out of the real estate sector also declining, uh, local governments suddenly getting into financial trouble because they can't uh, get all these resources anymore, they can't invest. So you have a negative feedback loop that can go through the economy. Uh, through confidence effects, through real effects, through financial effects that then, you know, creates uh, disruptions in the financial system and 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 real uh, contractions in growth, uh, sharp, sharp slowdowns of growth. Can you summarize what specifically the, the IMF is recommending that the Chinese government needs to do to address these issues? We have mentioned the strengthening of the of the supervision, the reigning in shadow banking, but at the same time, interest rate liberalization, strengthening uh, the state-owned uh, commercial banks. So financial sector lib uh, reform and liberalization is one area. The fiscal reforms, of which local government reform is an important uh, area, but also reforms in the budget process, medium-term budgeting. A third area I would mention is state-owned enterprise reform. Uh, a lot has happened in China in the past. Now we are waiting for a next generation of reforms where a truly level playing field has to be established between the state enterprises and the private sector. And that will really truly provide another boost to the productivity in the economy. It weed out those enterprises which use up resources without much pr pr productivity. And then perhaps one of the most important reforms is to open up many of the sectors which are still somewhat reserved to for the state sector. And I'm thinking here mainly about the services sector. There's huge, uh, tremendous opportunity for new growth in the services sector. We just have to look at healthcare. We look at, at education. We look at 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 at, at, high, at services like transportation. Uh, you know, utilities. Those are currently still dominated by government-led activities. And opening up that to true competition, both from domestic but also from abroad would open up tremendous new growth. And you need those new engines of growth in order to offset, as I have said before, the somewhat contractionary impact on growth of all these other reforms. When you rein in shadow banking, when you control the local governments, make them invest less, that will have negative impact on growth. And the sooner you can unleash these new areas of growth in the services sector, the more successful you will be in managing a soft landing and a a smooth rebalancing of, of the economy. And that was Marcus Rodlauer, the fund's mission chief for China, on the economic prospects for the world's second largest economy. If you enjoyed this podcast, you can hear more like this on www.soundcloud.com forward slash IMF dash podcasts.